Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're up to, including all of our other podcasts, over at blisterreview.com. And once again, we are broadcasting this episode from our home here in the Gunnison Valley of Colorado. And now would be a good time to start planning a trip here to experience our wide open spaces and do some running or hiking or biking on our vast network of trails here in Gunnison and Crested Butte. Okay, today I am very happy to have back on the show Jean-Luc Diard, who was formerly the CEO of Solomon. He then went on to co-found Hoka One One, and he is now the VP of Innovation for the Deckers Group and the head of Deckers X Lab. Now, we had Jean-Luc on this podcast last November, and I strongly recommend that you check out that conversation. It's episode number 73 of Off the Couch, if you happen to miss it the first time around. Because if you are interested in how innovation actually happens, call it the process of innovation, then that conversation is a must-listen, and you are in for a treat. But today, we are going to be focusing more on the product design and the specific Decker's Lab products that Jean-Luc and his team have been working on. Now, Decker's Lab footwear looks different, and it definitely feels different. And today, you're going to get to hear Jean-Luc explain that they are not just trying to be different for the sake of being different. They are really trying to just rethink everything from the standard flip-flop to the casual sneaker to the suspension being put into very high-end, high-performance shoes. And so let's go ahead and get to my conversation with Jean-Luc. And while you listen, you should definitely go to DeckersXLab.com to check out the unconventional-looking footwear that we are going to be discussing here. And with that, here we go. Well, Jean-Luc, it's great to be talking with you again. How are you today and where are you today? Well, equally happy to see you again and, and feeling good. And I'm at the office in, uh, in Santa Barbara uh, in California. Excellent. And before we started recording here, both of us were trying to figure out when our last conversation was, the last Off the Couch episode that we published together, you guessed somewhere between a couple months and a week ago. <laughs> I also was thinking it had been a couple months and turns out that conversation, we had to look it up. It was mid-November of last year. Just once again, proving the saying that time flies. We just failed miserably. On that. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the reasons that I was so interested in speaking with you again, this conversation that we published last November, we actually spent a lot of time providing a backstory. And, and in a way, it was a kind of more macro conversation about, one, about your own history starting various brands and your own really interesting work and product development history, going from Solomon to, to Hoka to Decker's X-Lab. But I wanted in this conversation to basically just home in a bit more specifically on products and what you have been up to since we spoke last November at Decker's X Lab. So maybe what we should do here is just do the short version of what is Decker's X Lab, and then from there we'll start going into some of the specific products. So, so Decker's X Lab, it's it's two things. It's a, it's a philosophy on one side, and it's it's three groups of products. On the, on the philosophy part, uh, which is the, the, the functional, let's say, things that we aim at achieving, we, we, we call it in some way um, trying to achieve a more regular state of flow. Um, the, uh, this notion of flow is something that uh, best athletes will experience. I mean, when they are really on the top of their game, whether it's a, whether it's a car driver, whether it's a sprinter, whether it's a whatever. I mean, you name it, a soccer player and so on. When when all of a sudden the things seem to flow so naturally that that everything is at ease, 
everything is just precise, perfect, requiring the least amount of energy, anticipating things, etc. So you have those moments where also people call it when you are in the zone uh, in some ways, when the things look uh, look really super easy. So we're trying to bring those things, generally speaking, to a wider range of situations to a wider range of people. And everybody has, has those moments. I mean, you can be in a state of flow just at home by having to do multiple things and, and you are managing it. So it this goes along with a general principle in performance, which is the least amount of energy for the maximum output. That's That's one thing. And the second thing is smart adaptation because everything around you is moving and the answer of your of your product and your body and your brain also associated to that, but the answer of the product has to be able to adapt to those situations. So that's one thing which is the general philosophy to try to make the products as as fluid, uh, let's say, helping helping all your motion, helping your movement, etc., being as fluid as possible. Then when it comes to groups, we have three groups. And the cozy group is the group that has the largest amount of shoes, uh, and it is it represents the casual shoes. So within that, we go from slippers to shoes to boots, generally speaking, including sandals. And within the group, this is in some ways some anticipation of some of the things that you could find into the UG range, because UG is within the group the, 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 the biggest brand. Then we have what we call the XCAP range. So this is the new adventure. Uh, those are the sneakers. And we aim at bringing within the sneaker world all the latest advancement in technologies that you could find in other areas. Uh, sneakers are the shoes that we wear the most. It's it's 50% of the men's shoes. It's more or less one third of the women's market. So it's by far the biggest category. Uh, and in some categories, it, in, in some parts it has evolved, in some parts it hasn't evolved. So we, we think that there is something that we can do to, to elevate further the wearing of sneakers, which is something that we love to wear. And then there is KST. So KST stands for, for kinetic suspension technology. So this is just pushing the boundaries of technology uh, of with geometries, with plates, with foams, etc. We just we just here are, are trying to push the things further, and we do it into a specific way, which is what we call free ride, uh, to associate it with free ride in mountain biking or free ride in, in winter sport. Uh, in that case, when you are on your feet, it's associated a little bit to parkour, where, where people are, are you know, jumping, uh, twisting, landing, etc., making all kinds of, of things, which is the ultimate, let's say, um, movement uh, uh, sort of situations, I mean, into uh, when you are on your feet. So so that's that's what we use as a vehicle, I mean, to push the boundaries into that free ride spirit. So it's not just, it goes beyond running because, because if you look at parkour people, they will run, they will jump, but they will do plenty of other things. So, uh, so here it's the ultimate versatility that we also push. So those are the, the, the big things, three groups of products and the philosophy, which is kind of really aiming at creating flow by being super efficient uh, and, and smart into the, the product development. Very well said. Okay. Okay. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is it seems like pretty much every product I've seen you guys put out, regardless of those three categories, Cozy Escape or KST, you are tending or exclusively putting out products that we might put more in the maximalist camp of things when it comes to like lots of cushion, big midsoles. Is that fair? Is that a kind of commitment from a philosophy point of view, at least just from the, the products that you guys are making at the Decker's X lab? So so most of them, it's fair to say that most of them have rather uh, what you would call oversized midsoles, uh, but, but it's not the case for most of them. When you take, for example, the sneakers, uh, they have, just to be precise, they have a stack height of 1723, which is a very, very 
classical uh, <laughs> six millimeter drop in running shoes. I mean, the, there was this standard of eighteen twenty two, so it's very it's very similar to that. So this is kind of the middle of the road, and I would say this is the middle minus today. Uh, so we have <clears throat> we have th those ones that are uh, you could say today that are more in the slightly lower profile or medium minus type of profile. We did also one KST which had actually the first one which was at thirteen seventeen, uh, so definitively on the lower side of things. But why do we have most of the time? Uh, let's say um, uh, we tend to have bigger midsoles. Is that we we are also learning all the time about new foams with better uh, with lighter weight with better rebound characteristics, and and for most of the people having just this nice uh, cushioning, provided that it's fluid, provided that it also rebounds nicely, that is is light enough. I would say for for most of the people, this seems to be a benefit. But we are not limiting ourselves, indeed, in terms of research to the bigger profile. Uh, there are there are definitely some lower profiles that we are also looking at. Hmm. Not yet introduced, but we might see coming down the road. But th there is the KST twenty five that we already introduced in September. Uh, that was a low profile. The uh, the escapes. Uh, at um, at uh, eighteen twenty three are are currently in the market, so those are already all there. Okay. The pay attention to one thing sometimes in visuals. It's the 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 perception of height in a shoe depends also on the sidewall height. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, so you may be you may be thinking sometimes that shoes are a little bit higher in terms of stack height, while it's only the sidewall that is a little bit higher. Uh, so, so just, just, uh, just a side comment on those things. Can we say a little bit more about that? Yeah, the sidewall, the, the sidewall is the, is something that you have seen that we introduced at OKA, I mean, uh, pretty early, which is th this notion of the bucket seat. Uh, and, and we believe that, uh, generally speaking, let's say slightly higher sidewall are beneficial in terms of stability, uh, so, so, so that's why even when we do a, a, a lower profile shoe, we tend to have a bucket seat type of construction. Yeah, and I think that's right. I think I was sort of looking at that sidewall mm. as if that was just a really fat midsole together. But in effect, if, if someone's listening to this and trying to envision it, it's kind of like you could, you could push a flat plank of wood out into the water and it would float or you could raise the sidewalls of that boat yeah so exactly. that was that was my that was my <laughs> perhaps lame attempt to help people visualize what we were just talking about here but maybe they already no, had it yeah it's, it really is the, this combination but the um I, I i think you can say that the higher sidewall notably in the rear portion is something where we don't see any negatives at that stage we see only positives, um, and the uh, you don't mandatory need you know a, a stiff heel counter into the shoe um, that goes round around. When you have something that comes on the side uh, and that has let's say enough support, but at the same time that has a little bit of elasticity, most of the time that's largely good enough. And um, and in any case, right, it will always uh, help your stability, but in a in a very progressive way. Okay. So just to make sure I'm tracking you, did I just hear you say then that by going with a higher sidewall, you can allow the outer sole to be less stiff? Is yeah, that what you... So, uh, that's part of it. I mean, uh, you, you fundamentally see it as if I was grabbing your heel with your hand, uh, with a hand. Uh, so, so instead of putting you into a cast, yeah. uh, imagine that I take all my both hands and I am controlling your foot, let's say, but in a but in a in a soft way, let's say in an elastic way. That's what we are trying to achieve by having slightly higher sidewalls, so that you at the same time it generates proprioception. So instead of having a wall against which you you get into it, we 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 really like. Also, as part of the things that we try to do, 
proprioception is an important part. And uh, when you start to feel things, you you be so immediately are able to correct things um, through the body. I mean, through all your sensors in the body. This is usually a better approach than bring, giving people a cast. I yeah, a hundred percent. That's not really the idea. And so, I mean, that's kind of the perpetual issue with running shoes. I think between like how much stability do we offer in a shoe versus how much do we give up? How much trail feel maybe we could say, do we want or get out of a shoe? And so you're balancing all of these different, these different goals or ends. What, one key thing that we, that we try to, uh, that is also part of the, the philosophy is when, when someone is in good shape um, and you give that person very, very, very different shoes, and you go into the lab and so on, you will see very little differences. When things go, let's say, become really different is when someone is tired. Um, and, and being tired comes at very different moment, uh, depending on who you are. I mean, how, how trained you are, et cetera, et cetera. But fundamentally, uh, when arrives the moment that you are tired, things start to derail. And when the things start to derail, this is where you see the, uh, the, the performance, I mean, starting to really drop big, big time, um, that the injury rate can, uh, can increase, et cetera. And so we aim at, uh, true that even if you take, uh, take a, a track spike shoe or take, uh, just, just to take shoes that are in a very different, uh, environment, uh, the, um, if you are able to guide the heel, I mean, notably when you start to become tired, that will definitively help your performance maintain at a higher level. If you don't, your performance will drop. You will start to go into pronation, I mean, to take just the most common thing, uh, big time, which then has a certain amount of, of consequences. So, so we feel that um, effectively uh, guiding, the, guiding the heel in a soft way uh, is an asset for when you get tired. And it's obviously is also an asset when the terrain is just changing, um, and and this this is obviously more true when you are on the trail, uh, but it also happens on the road. I mean, when you are on pavements that are, uh, let's say, a little bit uh, in traverse and uh, and changes of changes of grounds and so on. So 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 you need to have this this adaptation, and and the the worst combination is obviously when you start to get tired and the terrain is changing then you need a little bit of extra assistance. Yep. And, you know, you and I had talked about this in our previous conversation, and it's one of the things I actually really appreciate about you. Maybe this war is dying down a bit. I, I don't know. You, you, you could tell me, perhaps. But, you know, we had some really staunch advocates, either of the kind of minimalist camp, right, of of running shoes and so it was this kind of um evangelical take on you know running shoes should not be heavily cushioned they should be zero drop you know the the less is more right and then there were equally passionate and adamant defenders of the maximalist camp, right? That thought that the minimalist folks are kind of morons and this is stupid and it's getting too cult-like or something. And you, you're you not in one camp or the other. I mean, you, I, I mean I, I'd love to hear you sort of speak to this again, but you really think there's a time and a place to go more minimalist and a time and a place to go more maximalist. If you First of all, are you okay with those terms, minimalist or maximalist, or do you sort of do you yeah, balk I'm, at I'm, that? I'm I'm not opposing effectively the two. Uh, I think that there is one that has a wider range of views than the other one, but the two are really complementary to the other. If you if you look at uh, let's say what coaches have been always doing in training, I mean for forever. Uh, they always have made you uh, also work barefoot. I mean, just simply. So uh, uh, usually on a on a surface that was nice for your for your feet. I mean, whether it was grass or sand. But when you want to have, uh, let's say, the uh, the ultimate training in terms of posture, 
in terms of really learning the, the, the exact motion, this is part of the training you should do. Uh, the, uh, where, where, where things derailed somewhere uh, is when, uh, when this uh, became kind of a, kind of a very uh, sectarian type of approach and saying that everyone should do that. The challenge is that not everyone can do that. You have to be rather in good shape uh, with, with a good sense of balance. I mean, not to be too much uh, overweight, etc., to be able to do that. So, so people believed into uh, those things because there are some merits absolutely in, in training with lower profile type of products. But where it derailed is when people then all of a sudden thought that, oh, I'm, I can do now, I'm going to do also a marathon. I'm going to do a, a long trail run with, with this. And then naturally the accident started to arrive. So, so, so it's not because the, uh, the idea was wrong. It's just that you have to be very pragmatic in saying, when can you use it and, and, and adapting to the profile of the, the people. So on the other side, if you if you stay exclusively, let's say into your uh, into your run, let's let's take the the, the really the performance runner. Uh, if you stay exclusively exclusively onto uh, onto big maximalist super cushion shoes, you lack a certain amount of, of sensations. You may you may you may miss a certain amount of things, and this is where you see also into the development of shoes today. You see more difference gradually between fourth, what's happening in, in terms of forefoot technology and, and, and rear part technology and, and naturally the transition between the two. But you see, you see more and more differences, let's say, into the way the shoes are built uh, compared to just one stack of foam of a given stack height with a given profile. So it's, so it's, it's getting smarter and smarter by the, by the day uh, so that you can adapt to different types of gates. Uh, that people may have, but also the giving the people the ability to change their gait. It's one thing that triathletes have been experimenting with in a very nice way because there are, you know, those people that start uh, a marathon race, I mean, by being already tired, I mean, from what they had done before. So they are looking for ways of maximizing their performance while being tired. And, and those are, for example, the type of people that were the first ones to alternate their stride being being midfoot forefoot at some moments, being rear foot at other moments, and relaxing some of the tension. So, so that's what where we think that there are some really interesting things. This is also what we saw. I mean, in the way the the, the whole Nike program developed, it's it started with ultra thin, uh, super low profile initially, and then you know how it uh, how it evolved. There were there were some good reasons for that. Uh, but but the uh, so 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 we're trying not to oppose those things. We just think that in terms, and this is the reason why we are usually doing more shows with a bigger profile. That in more situations for more people, there are there tends to be more benefits to that. But but that doesn't say that the uh, that lower profile shows do not work. Not at all. Anything else you want to touch on before we move to the specific three lineups? I, I think that what we have to always, uh, I said, look at is to, to, to understand where you can improve things. Once again, it's when, when, when you start to be tired or when the terrain is challenging. I mean, this is where the differences are, uh, I said, the biggest. And, and even on a hundred meter, you know, the last 10 meters are the, the moments where you see some people starting to, to kind of get, get really too cramped or too, uh, too rigid while some other people are just continuing to have the flow. So it's not, it's not linked to ultra distance. It's, it's at every distance. I mean, those are the final moments where, where the things start to get different and everything you can do into those final moments to keep the people into fluid motion, uh, et cetera, is a benefit for performance. And, and you are surprised, I mean, even on, on track and field to see how often, how quickly some of the people are also hill striking. Well, they don't even think that they are hill striking. But when you look at the reality of things, this is happening. 
Um, so, 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 so we are very pragmatic into into looking at what is the reality of things that are happening, uh, and not just being. So, so you know, like like in 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 shoe stores. I mean, people usually will come and say, "Hey, I'm 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 a pretty good runner. I'm essentially uh, forefoot and midfoot striking." And then the, the 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 guy into the store will say, "Can you show me your shoes?" And then, well. Well, definitely, there are some moments where you are certainly on your forefoot, but there are quite a lot of moments, apparently, where you are also heel striking. And there's no right or wrong into that. It just is, what can I do to optimize you when you are into your best uh, motion? And what can I do when, when things change? When uh, and, and can I help you alternate? Can I help you being at ease into as many situations? That's what we try to do. You know, it's funny. In a previous life of mine, I was a personal trainer and used to just hammer perfect technique, whether we were talking about a perfect technique to do a pull-up or perfect technique to do a barbell squat. And I used to have a rule with clients that the minute, or that I should say the second, that I started to see a break in technique you know, so in the case of, a, say, a wide grip pull-up, if they started to round the shoulders forward, we were done. Shut it down, right? And on a squat, if I started to see that, you know, they weren't keeping, a, you know, a straight spine or something, we would shut it down immediately. And so to me, this that resonates with when you're talking about, hey, for that conditioned runner who is strong and able to keep that technique together that um, a more minimalist shoe great the the difference in the analogy here is if i had somebody i would never say you have to do 26 pull-ups and you're not done until you do those and then you have to get there however you get there even if you're breaking technique so if they could only do four we were done at four well the problem with the 26 mile race is you don't get to just quit after mile four if the technique starts to go, right? So as a shoemaker, you kind of need to put out a product that is going to work well for that strong athlete. But like you're saying, when things start to go awry from a technique point of view or when fatigue comes in and... It, you know, I think you know where I'm going with this analogy, but that, but that's kind of the difference there, right? And I think that's a really interesting thing to think about. Anyway, it kind of helps me frame this question of the minimalist point of view that, frankly, I think if you're doing minimalist the right way, then it should be like when that technique starts to break down, your run is done. It should be done. But you sure know, and I sure know a lot of runners who they're not, they don't want that, right? It's we got to yeah, keep that, going. That's where the that's where the people I think are are, are then getting into uh, injury risk. Yeah, uh, it's it's one thing to be saying I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, and the other thing it's it's about uh, being being let's say smart into uh, into adapting to things, and and if you look recently, I mean, you you start to see also even in in track and field. You start to see appearing more and more shoes with. Uh, they, usually, it's prototypes at that stage, but you start to see arriving shoes that have some pretty decent cushioning into that world, and and there's a reason for that. So so uh, so you have to look at the whole the whole distance, and and you may be you may be zero point five percent less efficient there, but if you are if you are three percent more efficient at this other moment, at the end, you win. Uh, it's like also, uh, you know, in, in Formula One or whatever car uh, car racing, how do you manage your tires? Uh, the, uh, the and you will see you will see the best pilots. I mean, deliberately at some moments being a little bit slower than what they what they could do, just so that they manage it appropriately, so that a little bit later they gain the advantage, uh, because it's once again it's at the end of the race that the things are decided, not at the beginning. Uh, so, so it's all those things that you have to take into account. In ski equipment, it's very, very clear. I mean, you, 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 uh, you everyone at the end of, uh, let's say, a GS or a slalom or a downhill has its legs that are that are burnt. Uh, 
you know, just just burnt. So 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 if you don't have an, an equipment that has enough tolerance to adapt at some moments into those situations, you'll exit the course. You'll start to get out. It, it, it's very very clear. So 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 it's uh, it really is finding that balance. I mean. Um, so that you are the most efficient when it counts the most, uh, and but you but you have to learn every step. Let's say uh, precisely, you have to have the perfect technique. Nevertheless, I mean, when when things go right, and you and then you have to adapt to something else. So so that's right. There's no there's no miracle. Let's say per se, with one technique does it all. That's super interesting. I. First of all, this is why I enjoy talking with you because we're talking about running shoes and you bring in Formula One tires and uh, and GS World Cup like downhill racing when people are absolutely gone, their legs are done. And how do you make that last turn or two? Those are really helpful analogies, I think, here. Interesting. All right. I think we're at the time in our conversation where we ought to talk more specifically about some of the models, perhaps in any or all of these three lines that you talked about at the beginning with Decker's X-Lab, the Cozy, Escape, and K- KST. I'll let you take us where you want to go first. So so probably then, I, then I'll start with the things that are, um, let's say, very much associated, that have been very much associated lately with work from home, uh, <laughs> but that are also very much associated with with uh, sport and uh, I would say in it's those are the cozy slippers uh, that uh, that we have done whether it's uh, we have done a mule we have done a slide we have done something that we call the gladiator uh, and and the, um, the the philosophy behind it was to give you something that would feel really wonderfully nice over the foot and under the foot and the uh, and the things that we have started to combine here, it's something that is very well known into the group here, which is sheepskin over the foot. Uh, and why why did we like sheepskin? Because just over your instep, I mean, when you put a little bit of wool over your instep, this is where you have the flow of blood that goes toward your uh, your toes. And this is essential to both feeling good, but also to recovery. Because then you have you have kind of the, the, the fluidity of the blood flow is is just simply improved by having nice, let's say, warm, cozy feel over the instep. So whether it's a mule, whether it's a slide, whether it's the the gladiator that have more or less opening pending on the shoes, in any case, they all have this point in common. First, that you have some sheepskin over the instep, which is really a a notion of well-being, but not just a feeling. It's a a medical reality uh, behind it. The second thing that we have done just under the foot is that we uh, we made lambskin. Uh, we use lambskin, and under the lambskin, you have memory foam. So 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 your foot is on on an anatomical, let's say, footbed. But once again, here with this notion that you're going to sink slightly into it with the memory foam, but over lambskin, which is just 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 a pleasure to your feet. And then we bring. Cushioning. So why do we bring cushioning? I mean, below that, which is di- directly derivative from what you what you would find in, in terms of running shoes, is that we want you to go around the home. We want you to be able to walk the dog. We want you to be able to go to the grocery store, etc., uh, whatever, and and or cross the road. And if you even if you have to run crossing the road, etc., to do it just just having really enjoying the moment. And if you have just come out also from whether it's your bike riding, whether it's your long running, whether it's your track training, wh- whatever, your feet need a rest. They need they need something that they feel good into. So so we have we have started to combine, let's say here, uh, things that come from different environments. Uh, so things that come from uh, let's say when you, you you could say it's winter boots in some ways i mean with the sheepskin uh, but with things that come from the running world with things that comes from the casual world so just trying to combine them so that your experience is really a very nice immediate feeling experience but also something that that really works uh durably i mean for you so 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 that's 
let's say the 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 kind of the if we were to do uh, our range with a tr as a triangle, this is the base of the triangle. We think that everyone can benefit from that, and that's why we we do this. Then if I go to uh, if I continue on the uh, let's say the casual shoe range, we think that while most casual shoes on the market, let's say, have today they have improved in terms of last, the, the uppers are usually both elegant and, and pretty nice today. But usually what is underfoot has not stayed par, let's say, with, with the developments that have happened through the running world. The running world is, is the category of shoes that obviously pushes the boundaries in terms of technology. So that doesn't say that you should apply exactly the same thing because because the frequency is not the same, et cetera, et cetera. But, but taking some of the learnings and applying it to those shoes just make enjoying, let's say, walking better. And it goes with this notion that we, we want people to, uh, to be able to be active as long as possible. And when I mean as long as possible, it's just uh, if you are walking into the streets, I mean, for uh, just for, to visit the city or, or just simply true age and so on, we want you to be active as long as possible because this is essential for your health. Uh, just so we aim through that at maximizing it. On the sneaker category, as uh, as we we know, sneakers are, are are this big category that that everyone loves to wear. Uh, that everyone has been has been just being into that. I mean, for all its youth. Uh, but when you have a classical vulcanized shoes. It's a it's a rock. Uh, so we are just trying to give you something also that that give you the rolling fluidity, the cushioning fluidity that you can get into running shoes while not using the same profile. I mean, we stay in in mid level type of profile, but once again, we wrap you around with something that 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 feels good. And then on the KST, we just launched what is called the KST thirty five. So here we went higher profile. We've also, uh, uh, let's say, a carbon suspension technology. I think we will see more and more of suspensions um, uh, arriving. So it goes beyond the classical plate. Uh, and I think we see that really arriving across different brands. So that's a, a new area that I think we will see lots of new developments arriving into. So just to be clear, because I love the word suspension. It's a word we use all the time at Blister with respect to skis and mountain bikes and and uh now you're bringing it into running shoes so i'm you know i kind of my ears perked up but just to be clear you're saying we're going to see a lot more innovation in terms of the suspension of running shoes or you're talking yeah. specifically in terms of plates in shoes say more on this it's so 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 if you look at if you look at uh, foams, generally speaking, which has been which had been the biggest development, we'll continue for sure to see uh, developments ongoing. But foams have at one point some limitations. Um, the uh, so so in order to give more benefits to uh, to to people, you have to introduce some. I mean, a usually multi foams, so not just one, uh, and b some additional elements that have kind of. Um, Make some mechanical characteristics that you can tune very precisely in given areas, and this is where plates are, are, are entering the game because, and notably carbon plates at that stage because because they are light because you can give them a multitude of shapes, and you can tune exactly what a plate can do for you, whether it is at the moment of impact. And let's take let's take all the all the possible uh, situations of impact. So, so let's start with somebody that is ill-striking, uh, so you can tune things for that moment. Let's take then the midfoot stance, either, either because it's the transition or when somebody is landing into the midfoot, and then when you are into the push-off phase, uh, and within that push-off phase, I mean, there are even some sub-segmentation, let's say, between the moment you start to roll and the moment you start to take up. So, so we will see elements here that that are not just about facilitating the role. Uh, let's say what uh, what the first plates have been doing is that they notably facilitated rolling. They 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 enable to have a stiffer part somewhere 
that gave consistency while the classical foam would, would kind of crush down at one point, and then the surface on the ground would be would be more flat at, uh, at a given point, depending on the pressure. With the plate, you balance, let's say, the pressure better, you roll better. So that was the first benefit. But now what, what you see arriving through various combinations of things is that you have this sort of, of bounce effect. Uh, so it's not just at the propulsion phase. It's the moment where you, you let's say, you land, on the, you land on your heels and you want a faster transition forward. You are into this midfoot section, and that's usually that's a moment where you are starting to load quite a bit of of, uh, of pressure, also, and and then you want to have something that is supportive of your arch because your arch is your is your natural suspension. Uh, so you want to bring a little bit more support to that. Then you have the 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 phase into the into the front, where if you are landing into the front, uh, you need both, let's say, cushioning at that moment as well as you need propulsion. Uh, if you are not landing, you you need just to to uh, to roll forward. So we'll see more and more variations into this uh, that uh, that will happen. Uh, and um, yeah, it's it, 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 I don't think it's so much rocket science. If uh, if you want, you you have to look at what has happened into into mountain bikes, in in car racing, etc. You can you can already anticipate some of the things that will happen. So it's that finding. I don't know if balance is the right word or if it's finding how to not balance it, but get to maximize both benefits of one comfort and cushioning on the one hand and propulsion on the other speed and propulsion on the one hand, comfort and cushioning on the other and bringing those together. Yeah. And also a little, and also some support and support. Uh, also some support you can you can get let's say both support in terms of stability on the one side because you can tune the plates i mean so that they you you engineer a little bit more stability in one direction compared to the other but the the other thing in support is is your arch support you know what what is the classical thing that is happening when you are tired your instead of having your arch being your natural suspension you flatten your foot Okay, the, the arch cannot cannot support the load anymore. Fatigue's and as out. you flatten yep. your foot, then you start to go usually into in, into pronation, and you don't have the same the same spring, let's say, with you. So can I can I do something that enables to provide a little bit of additional support to your arch? Because because when your arch goes down, instead of having the arch do all the work, then when you have something that creates a complementary arch under the arch. Then I'm mimicking your arch, and I'm helping your pump and recover if you want. Uh, so, so that's why I'm I'm saying it's not here. It's not propulsion in the sense that it it doesn't help you bounce further up, but it just is is keeping you at a similar level of or or it reduces the fatigue by by assisting your arch. So then that's about tuning in the stiffness or rigidity of that arch support because if it goes too stiff or rigid it's not going to flex and work with your arch it's going to be kind of just like placing a rock under your arch right so it seems like that's not great and then on the flip if you just go to say again to a minimal issue where there's effectively zero arch support where the thinking is no we want to use the natural suspension of the foot's arch. And we're going to make an assumption. So when you fatigue, you got to stop running or you just got to be in good enough shape and strong enough where you can get through whatever mileage you're trying to do without having that arch just kind of give up, right? Fatigue out. Yeah. So that's what you're trying to balance there. Yeah, and it is to, to take some parallels with... Other worlds, uh, other worlds. I mean, it's uh, if you take a ski, a ski is uh, an extended arch, if you want to, which has a camber. Uh, and if you make something with too stiff of a camber, uh, then it won't work. Uh, if you make it too soft of a camber, it won't work either. So, so, so it's it's similar type of things. So, but you always have to take it more. Let's say, usually speaking. Um, 
not never in the extreme side of things because if you do something that is too extreme very quickly you can get to a, a negative effect rather than a positive effect typically if you make it too stiff you you you'll have more problems than benefits very quickly it's very interesting i want to circle back to specifically the kst35 that you've mentioned um you know, I'm I'm actually on the Decker's X Lab website right now, and the description of this shoe it just says it calls it a street sneaker yeah. infused with kinetic suspension technology. When I hear street sneaker, that makes me kind of still think about. For some reason, I put that in the casual camp, but this mm-hmm. is your the KST thirty five is your high performance running shoe or racing shoe no 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 it's not a, it's not a running shoe had we had we wanted to to design it exclusively as a running shoe we would have done other things but we we uh, in addition to in addition to that some of the principles we believe can be adapted to running shoes but the 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 reason why that's why i told you that we we test things with uh, what we can call street free riders. So, so, so the people who are doing parkour, because they are going to, they are going to do those big jumps uh, where they need, for example, typically in landing, something that provides them support. They have at the same time to accelerate extremely fast in order to uh, to make a jump. So, so we test we test those things into an environment that uh, that we can learn. Which are the the let's say the benefits, which are the limitations of things, and we test it into a bigger scale. So what it makes this shoe, this with this shoe definitively, for sure you can run, but it is not uh, uh, designed as a running shoe. We would have gone, let's say, we would have made the upper much lighter. We could have done the geometry slightly different, etc., uh, etc. Et but when you when now you use it. Uh, let's say as a walking shoe, uh, as a street sneaker. I said, then what it will provide you it is that it will provide you the same sense, uh, the same feeling that you would get when you are running with the best running shoes. Except that now you are walking, uh, and you will get this this rolling. You will get this bounce, etc. Uh, that you would otherwise feel on a running shoe when you are running. So we tune the the parameters. More from a walking, fast walking, I would say definitively, I mean, if you are gently running, I mean, and you, you can test it by your own, I mean, you'll, you'll certainly appreciate many of the things. But for pure running, we would tune the parameters differently. So that's why we're, we're saying we are, we're, push, we're starting to learn things, etc. And then we, then we start to, ex- to, we continue to explore further. So let me hear you then define who the ideal customer would be for the KST 35 the person who's going to go buy this shoe or should go look it up after our conversation who should be in this shoe yeah, so, so the so the classical it's it's a limited group at that stage voluntarily I mean we, we have we have narrowed the, the the spectrum but it's it's someone who is looking to have uh, a sneaker that is different from let's say the other ones that makes a for certainly a visual statement. It sure does. Uh, that's the reason why we do it. But somebody who has also experienced uh, the, those um, those sensations that they can get from the uh, the best running shoes, and that wants to still have this. I mean, when he's when he's just walking down the street. Um, so that's the the let's say the wider. It's the target groups. Let's take uh, take a. Uh, a 35 year old person typically uh, that that would appreciate that then you have naturally the people who are into the sport of of parkour uh, they w- they also appreciate this but that's that's an even tighter group but take the take that notion of somebody who, who really enjoys that notion of the smooth rolling the bounce that you can get I mean when you are when you are really active now I can give you this when you are walking down the street and this way if you visit cities etc you you'll just enjoy that uh but you don't have your classical running shoe got it okay and then for the person who we're gonna we're going reverse now so that's the kst35 
and again, I people should look at the Decker's X Lab website to get visuals of what we're talking about here because it is definitely different and distinct. But for the person who wants a bit of a more, say, conventional look to if you know if you're going out to meet friends at the bar and you're throwing on a pair of jeans, that's when you go into the escape. Group. Definitely the escape. The escape is the has a much broader reach, and what uh, what I encourage you, I mean, to 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 also think about is that in the escape new book, what we what we pushed as as a technology is we pushed uh, a much lighter weight PU. Uh, this is what enables to go uh, with pretty low profile, but have a, a wonderful cushioning, a wonderful resilience, and it's durable. It keeps its characteristics forever. Uh, so, so you see also that the shape of the case the, of the escape, sorry, uh, is not your usual sneaker shape. You see a little bit of a of a swallow tail into the back. So the so the the rear is uh, is stable. Uh, it deforms nicely on um, on uneven surfaces, but it also enables you when you are tip because walking usually is associated with heel striking, I mean, directly. It gives you this very fluid contact to the ground. So so with the escape, I mean, this is really your sneaker elevated. Uh, I mean, and and I can encourage only people to compare with any vulcanized sneaker that they have. It's a completely different world that they will discover. It's completely different. It's crazy. I have a pair of the escape, and it is so shockingly different the feel of it from, you know, the normal casual uh, shoes that I would throw on, again, with a pair of jeans to go, you know, meet some friends at the bar or something. It's wild. It's like I, it, there is a similar feel of going with a highly, highly cushioned running shoe, right? But it has this upper that just looks like a good looking casual shoe that we all know and wear. So it's really like a head trip. And I, to be honest, I didn't wear it for months after I got a pair. Cause I was like, this is so weird. And I've, and, and I did the same thing with the, as I admitted to you, I now wear these cozy. I have a pair of the cozy slides and they are so strange looking and different from what I normally wear, which, and I'm on record about this. I, there's a pair of very, very minimalist Alakai flip-flops that I pretty much used to just live in. That It's the most minimalist shoe that Alakai makes. And that's what I'm like, this is my favorite flip-flop of all time. And then I've got this I don't think you could get to the more opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> than these cozy slides. And the funny thing is, I now wear the cozy slides every single day when I'm at home in the house yeah. or, or walking up to our headquarters. And what I've started doing now is it's just different kind of slides or flip-flops for different occasions. So I'll get into those very minimalist Alakai's for some things, but but a case in point. Yesterday, I did. I went on a run. I'm testing a new shoe that is reviewing a new shoe that's on the more minimalist end of things, and I was feeling a little bit beat up and fatigued after the run, and I couldn't wait to put the cozy slide on. But the the, the your quiver, let's say the thing that you are you are active. You're a very active person, etc. And, and the typical quiver that I would say represents probably 80% of, if not more, of the situations that you would uh, uh, that you would be in is that sometimes you would be in your running shoe and typically when you are active. Uh, then you would take your, um, your recovery, uh, let's say, slide. I mean, just after that or in the evening or when you are working from home, et cetera. And then when you are starting to go out, um, uh, chill with friends, uh, go to uh, pick up groceries somewhere, etc. Then you have your sneaker, uh, but all of them will will be complementary to each other and will give you just this notion of of feeling good, and and they all will have that notion of flow, as I said, so that your every motion you do is just is just fluid, is just effortless, uh, so that then you can choose just exactly like you do. You can choose absolutely to 
to say, now I'm going to wear this minimalist shoe at that moment for that purpose, etc. And so, so now it's your choice rather than having, let's say, to, um, to, to deal with the, the things that are good and the things that are not so good with a given product. You, you just well, make your choice. <laughs> that's really the quiver. I mean, I, that's really, I mean, you, you, with the, frankly, I mean, to, to, obviously I'm, I'm not objective when I say that, but I can only encourage people to have one pair of sneakers like the escape in their quiver and one pair of slides, whatever the ones, I mean, that were, that we have also into their quiver. And I think they will get the, the concept very quickly. Yeah. On the, in the category of the cozy offerings, is the midsole and outer sole, is that pretty much the same or exactly the same? And you are just offering different sort of tops or uppers. So you have kind of a conventional flip-flop upper. You have a mule upper. You have the slide variation. How, how are you doing that? In the cozy collection, yeah. In, in the cozy collection, the midsoles are, are are essentially the same. They are with uh, the same uh, super lightweight uh, foam that is being used on the Oka Carbonix, for example. Um, and the and we differ uh, first with either the insole or the top sole. So we make some some insoles that are more or less uh, that provide. Uh, uh, very specific additional characteristics for obviously for the sandal uh, it's a it's a specific one and we also uh, differentiate the outsole where sometimes we will have a, a classical let's say rubber outsole sometimes we will have uh, a vibram outsole so depending on the usage uh, but the but the midsoles are very much the same okay okay i should let you get going is there anything else we should talk about before i do let you get back to your day <laughs> No, first of all, I mean, really many thanks, I mean, for, for giving the, the opportunity to, uh, to discuss those topics. The, um, I, once again, what I, what I may repeat is what we are trying to, um, to achieve. I mean, we're, we're trying to give that, that notion of flow uh, into, uh, into people's life. We are aiming at, at making uh, people being being as active as possible, giving giving people more than what they need probably uh, in most of the situations, but just so that they they enjoy their life to the maximum and that they are, I said, that they are active uh, at the maximum. And we aim at bringing the most advanced technologies beyond uh, the running world. I mean, the running world is the one that has really accelerated in those past 10 years in exploring different, different directions, different technologies, and it just is the beginning. I mean, it will continue just to 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 keep going. Uh, but I think that the other categories of shoes need and deserve also to be engineered in a similar way. So that's what we aim at doing. That's why we created those those silos, if you want. Uh, you will see other things coming from Decker's lab with 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 gear, with apparel. I mean, in in similar philosophies. But that's the first thing, the main thing that we that we want to do. Uh, and and we are very pragmatic, as I said, in in looking at things, um, and really trying to address where the issues are, and not trying to be, uh, could I say, uh, blocked on on one philosophy. Uh, the um, that's the or one realization I would say. Hmm. <laughs> apparel, that was a teaser. We should expect apparel at some point. Yeah, but we will start with 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 a bag. We will start with a sp a special bag. Uh, <laughs> a so that will come soon. A special bag. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're reinventing the bag now. No, not mandatory reinventing, but but um, but the idea is to have fundamentally what you need, where you need it, when you need it. Um, and so that so that you kind of are once again always in the flow you you kind of you don't stop you you always can pick up things in a very simple way so um so that's something that we voila, that we try to do once again it's it's just is an interesting way huh. <laughs> you know so okay 
if I had to pick one person who I know, and I, you know, I know a lot of people, mm. if I had to pick one person to reinvent the bag, or if I had to pick one person to say reinvent the wheel, I think it might be you actually. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's a, it's a teamwork. I mean, just, just have, uh, always have in mind, I mean, it's nothing comes from one individual. Everything comes from really a big teamwork. Where, where where we really have fun into pushing each other's uh, let's say boundaries and and thoughts and till we till we find let's say something where where we think that there is something we explore it we make quickly quickly uh, various iterations around it um, so so it really takes uh, takes quite a few people I mean to make some things happen. Hmm. Well, Jean-Luc, it's always fun uh, to get your perspective on these things and to to hear specifically what you all have been working on at, at Decker's X Lab. And uh, I think at this point, I'm just going to let you get back into the laboratory and go do your <laughs> mad scientist type of stuff you like to do. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And and looking forward, and next time maybe we'll, we'll remember better the dates when we met. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, you know, let's not make it six months, uh, next time. Cause it sounds like, it sounds like you're not, uh, you're not slowing down and the wheels are still turning and turning. So, um, we we need to keep tabs on what you're thinking about and, uh, working on more than, you know, just every six months. So, uh, I look forward to the next one. Good. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Well, that's it for this edition of Off the Couch. Uh, thanks to Jean-Luc for the conversation. Thanks to the strikingly handsome Justin Bob for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. From all of us here in Gunnison and Crested Butte, please be safe. Please take good care of yourself and everybody else. Please keep moving forward. And we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>